Personalities featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. San Francisco in the world. How are you guys doing this evening? That's right. It is time for the Millennials versus the Gen Xers. My name is Paul Brumbaugh. I'm coming to you here live from the Mission District in San Francisco, California. I want to thank you guys for joining us. And when I say guys, I fucking mean guys. Holy shit. Sure, this isn't the men versus the men. What's going on in this room? Sausage Fest 2017. We'll, we'll fix that really quick, Mission. This will change really quick. I'm glad you guys are spread out. Um, and you guys are spread out just like comics. Every other chair is open. Leaving it open for that beautiful woman just to come in and sit right next to you, right? It is kind of Russian roulette here in San Francisco, what you're going to get. And that's true with this show. Um, my name is Paul Brumba. I do a show here every Sunday. Um, it's called The Edge of Insanity. You can catch me on it from 12 to 2. I have my co-host, Kit Marie Clayman, plus the Edge crew. We talk to people like Patrick Carlin. You guys might know George Carlin, right? You guys remember George Carlin? Anybody? Yeah. Comedians in the fucking room? That's right. His older brother calls me from Woodstock. Yeah. Fucking always smoking a joint or a roach or something, and he always tells me what flavor he's smoking. So that's what we're doing on my show. We do a lot of talking about uh, cannabis activism. Uh, we talk to a lot of famous people, and then just some random fucks like you guys right there. Uh, but it's good to see you guys. Um, the weather's beautiful. We're inside. We're doing this. Um, but it's millennial versus Gen Xers, and if you guys haven't caught on yet, I'm a Gen Xer. Okay, I'm the oldest fucker in the room. Okay, I can tell you right now. I uh, don't need to pull out my ID. We'll not get carted at our bar over here. Um, I just shaved. I know, yeah, I know. It took about five years off my life, which thank you. I'll, I'll take that right there. Um, but fuck it, man. I'm old school. None of you guys remember this shit. I'm like Star 69 old school. You guys remember Star 69? Fuck, oh, one or two of you guys. I used to, uh, when I was lonely, I used to call uh, popcorn. Yeah. Anybody remember popcorn? That's how you had to call. You had to call and figure out what time it was. When you didn't have a digital device, you would call 767, then any random four numbers. 767 spells pop. So if you spelled 767, you know, pop porn, it would work. Okay, you would get a lady who would say, hello, hey, at the tone. The time will be 11.59 and 10 seconds. And it would only take me till about the end of that minute to finish what I needed to do with her. <laughs> no, seriously, we had to, we had to uh, take care of ourselves by memory back then. 
Everything, nothing was digital, folks. Nothing was digital, okay? Everything was by memory or by paper. Everything was analog back then. Um, you've heard about magazines. No, no, no. We had to, you cannot entrust and think about the girl next door picking the plums off the tree. Shit like that. That's what we were doing. Um, and we, and I, I tell you, things were really bad. Well, they were better. You guys are buying your music. Do you see how you guys buy your music? You buy your music through your phones, wherever my phone is. Um, you buy your music through your phones. It's MP3s, right? It's downloadable. It's virtually right in your pocket as soon as you hit that buy button. But what are you fucking getting for your $10? Virtually fucking nothing. Do you realize that? Back when I used to spend my $10 for an album, I would save up that $10, plunk it down on the table. The guy behind the counter was being employed. His boss was being employed. The guy that shipped the record there, the guy that flew it there on an airplane, the guys that did the album art, the guys that pressed the wax, everybody down. They still, everybody got a piece of that. Now it's being brought to you by Apple. 10 people were losing their jobs by one guy named Steve Jobs. Kind of fucked up. And everything's fucked up nowadays. I I'm sorry, millennials. Everything's fake and synthetic. I liked it when my drugs were fake and synthetic a little bit, but not, not my additives and preservatives. I liked LSD, it was fun. But no, I, 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 I liked sugar. Now you're giving things to me like aspartame. The government is, you realize, this is the conspiracy theory. Okay? You guys, and I mean millennials, because you guys are inventing this shit, say sugar's not as good because it was a poison back in the 70s. So we're going to invent aspartame. What does that do to most people? Give them stomach aches. Migraine headaches. I can't even chew a fucking piece of Wrigley's pyramid gum without it dissolving in my fucking mouth anymore. What the fucking's wrong? Reese's, the Hershey's people can't even make a fucking peanut butter cup anymore. Just watch your old fucking commercials. The guy runs into the girl with the peanut butter. Bam! That's how you make a peanut butter cup. Chocolate and peanut butter. But now when I eat a Reese's peanut butter cup, it tastes like shit. Thanks, millennials. How can you fuck that up too? My God, you guys have MP3s? I had LPs. Anybody else have LPs? Only one, two people. Oh, hand raising. You can get loud. This is radio. They need to hear you, by the way. Fuck. Raising hands. Yes, ma'am. Good. Go ahead. You're next. I had LPs. Try fucking rolling a joint on an MP3, millennials. Fuck you. Thanks for getting rid of the seeds, though, millennials. I'll give you that. Making it what, like 31 flavors. It's all indoor grown. It's all artificial pot now. Gets me high for 20 fucking minutes. Bring it back outside. Let it grow for fucking part of a year. Let the sun, the actual fucking sun hit it, millennials. No, we'll put it under lights. We'll ramp it up. This one will be blueberry extreme fuck. <laughs> fuck. I want something to get me high. I, none of this flour gets me high anymore. It's all about concentrates. Anybody, concentrates, cookies, edibles, little dabble fucking do you. Only problem with concentrates? <laughs> fucking concentrating. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to leave you guys with this in about a minute or so. I'm sick and tired of fucking gun control in this fucking country. You guys have the fucking excuse. You millennials have it.
Here it is. It's been in front of you all these years. You have the right to fucking bear arms. It's right there in the Constitution. And we should start doing it at the very earliest of our ages. I say start giving guns to one-year-olds on their first birthday. Give them a gun. Let them have the loudest noisemaker in the fucking sandbox, right? Give everybody a gun, not just kids, the mentally ill, the people with prior convictions, not just cops. Give our president a fucking gun. He's going to fucking need a gun. <laughs> give our teachers guns. Give our airline pilots guns. You know what? I feel really fucking empowered right now. Look under your seats. You get a gun. You get a gun. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> Jesus. I'm outraged. Aren't you fucking pissed off? Get up off your ass, yeah. fuckers. Do you realize that we have uh, somebody is running our education that can't do math? It doesn't add up. It doesn't fucking add up. Uh, Told you guys. They said, oh, let's fucking just vote for him. Get him into fucking office. This will be funny. Fucking ain't funny anymore, fuckers. But thanks. Really. I see a light and I want to go fucking towards it. <laughs> Jesus first but it's good to see you guys that's why i'm here why am i here i'm not up on a fucking rooftop with a sniper's rifle fuckers <laughs> fucking shaking in disbelief this country wake the fuck up do something millennials before i fucking die that's all i want to see is something happen i'm too tired for this shit i'm just gonna sit back smoke a joint watch the whole shit house go up in flames my name is Paul Brumba. I want to thank you for your time. Fuck. Whatever the fuck that was. I am a starving comedian. I will be selling my CD after the show tonight. It's $5 and it's a good one this week. It's the best of George Carlin. So you'll actually laugh when I sell you a CD this week. Let's get you to your first fucking uh, comic this evening. And guess what? He's a millennial. So make sure to give him a lot of love. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. To Hunter Donaldson. All right. Cool. Um, after all of that, I kind of just want to come up here and be like, I don't remember my set. I don't. What, what jokes did I write? I don't remember. Oh, I'm just after all that passion. Just I, I don't know. I don't. I, how do I do this? How does comedy work? Um, I think it's fitting that this uh, Gen Xers versus Millennial show is hosted by a Gen Xer. I think that's a fitting analogy that they've set it up and then I'm here to uh, just inherit whatever, you know. I'm like, oh, I just, I, well, but they, he set it up. Like, I don't, like, if my set doesn't go well, I can just be like, oh, well, I don't know, but there, he's hosting it. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um. I want to apologize real quick about uh, my shirt. Um, it doesn't get very good reception in here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if you have uh, your iPhone with you, you can actually uh, you can actually scan my shirt, and uh, you get a free Blizzard at Dairy Queen. So you can go ahead and do that if you want. Me and Dairy Queen are kind of partnered up. Just trying uh, up here, trying to look like a young, sexy uh, composition notebook is what I'm going for. That's when I got up. I was like, "That's that's what I'm going for." 
Let's talk about some millennial shit. Let's talk about uh, online dating apps. Uh, does anyone here ever use uh, Bumble? Anybody familiar with this app? No? Yes? Couple? All right. So the way Bumble works is it's exactly like your Tinders or your OkCupids, but the lady, in the heteronormative sense, has to message the gentleman first. It's like Sadie Hawkins style <laughs> online dating. Presumably the reason this exists is women were getting tired of like men on Tinder like opening too strong. You know, like a guy would be like, hey, so uh, you want the D? What's your address? Can I get your blood type? Uh, I love you. Do you want to meet my mom? She's in town. So when we're getting tired of that, and uh, I actually looked at a friend of mine's Bumble. Uh, she showed it to me. I was flipping through all the messages, and basically how Bumble actually works is uh, she would send a message to a guy like, hey, what's up? And the guy would be like, hey, so you want the D? What's your address? Can I get that blood type? I love you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's not really fixed, Bumble. That was a good shot, uh, but we're still living in the same world we were living in. The worst show I've ever done was in Jacksonville, Florida at a noise metal festival. Yeah, kind of a rough room for me. No matter how this goes, it won't be like that. The guy who opened for me was wearing a ball gag, screaming into a landline telephone that was connected to a giant amp. Uh, apparently, he was getting a bad call. He was mad about it. And then I get up there. Um, right before I get up, the guy is like, do you want to do 45 minutes of comedy? And as a millennial... As a lazy-ass millennial, I looked him in the eye and I was like, no way at all will I do 45 minutes at your noise metal festival. So I got up and I did uh, like three minutes in this tiny bar and everybody was really pissed that I was there. Afterwards, I'm sitting at the bar and this Gen Xer... Bleh, this Gen Xer is sitting at the bar. He looks over at me, and he's uh, he's just like, "Hey, man, big balls." And I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, "Big balls." And I'm like, "Okay, uh, thank you." And he's like, "You have big balls." And I'm like, "I get it." Can I touch your big balls? So. That was a rough one. Um, are there still people who can't believe it's not butter? <laughs> because they have stuck to the story for 20 years now. I feel like it's time to just embrace it. It should just be not butter. It should just come in a white tin with nothing else on it, no art. It just says not butter. That's just kind of something I'm thinking about. All right, so uh, I have a friend who uh, lives in New York City, and he was telling me uh, that 
character actor John Turturro lives in his neighborhood. And I was just like, right there, that's why I couldn't live in New York City. Because I don't do well with celebrities. Like, if I lived in John Turturro's neighborhood, every day when I saw John Turturro, I would not be able to resist pointing him out and being like, hey, everybody, it's my neighbor Turturro. Turturro, Turturro. Turturro, Turturro. That's how many Turturros this room gets, is just four. All right. I like, uh, I like music a lot, really enjoy music. Um, what I don't like is when fucking Gen Xers are uh, getting all pissed at me because I don't know about that one thing they heard that they like. I don't know about that, so that somehow makes me an asshole. You know, like the Gen Xer will be talking to me and they'll be like, oh man, I can't believe you haven't heard of throbbing golf darp head. They're this uh, great post-music band. <laughs> and in uh, 1977, they recorded one song <laughs> in Brazil, and they buried the song deep in the center of the earth. Can't believe you haven't heard it. That's just... Cannot believe that shit. Wow. What an idiot you are. Anytime these Gen Xers do that to me, I always like to just kind of fire back at them. Um, I'll just say that, well, that's cool that you like that, but I only listen to... And then I just say like the dumbest thing I can think of. Like something so dumb that it dumbs its way to the other side and is actually really cool. Maybe you don't understand what I mean. I'll give you a little taste. That's cool that you like that thing, but I only listen to Third Eye Blind's Jumper, but at different speeds. <laughs> Wish you would step Back from the ledge, my friend. Sometimes it'll be fast. Wish you was back from that ledge, my friend. Just trying out all the speeds, you know? Sometimes uh, that's cool that uh, you like that thing, but uh, I only listen to recorded daddy farts that I record myself and then I reverse them and I play them in headphones for my daddy and I'm like hey dad try and fart like the reversed fart you're listening to we record that reverse fart and guess what then we reverse the reversed fart and now it's back to normal again 
basically I only listen to David Lynch daddy farts. You guys have a good time. Fucking Jan Xers. Keep it going for Hunter, everybody. Hunter, come on, one more time. Wow. I just don't want to give you guys the wrong impression. I'm not really that stressed out and pissed off. That's just part of the act for that one. But it's good to see you. Man, that was one hell of a millennial. One more time, guys. One more time. Wow. All right, we're going to switch things up a little bit and give you a Gen Xer. Your next Gen Xer is, wow, I feel like there's only a couple of us in the room, so make sure to give us a lot of love, okay? We, we got to get to bed early to this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, your next entertainer is right to the right of me. Give it up for Shane Rogers, everybody. Cool, this is great. So I don't have like a lot of animosity to, toward younger people. I'm going to have to manufacture some, but I, is this, so is it, to clarify, like, is it 20s? Is that what millennials is? Is if you're in your 20s? It's not if you're born in the new millennium, because you'd be like under 16, eight, under 18. So none of you guys are. Okay. Okay. So that's, so yeah, so you guys like grew up with, that's what I just envy. I think I just envy younger people, just like the technology, like you guys grew up with Google, like you could do, you could look up anything and just any information. Google's amazing to me. I'm kind of fascinated with Google. I was reading, I was reading about Google. Do you guys know, someone will know, do you guys know what the corporate motto for Google is? There are, don't be evil. Don't be evil. That's a weird motto. Like it's better than be evil. <laughs> but not by much. Like, is that really where you want to set the bar for your company is just like one notch above pure evil? Raise your standards a little bit, Google. Be like if the corporate motto for Chipotle was try not to poison everyone. <laughs> it's the technology, man. That's what's amazing to me. You guys, like these self-driving cars that are coming. These are our kids, your kids. They're not going to grow up even like having to drive, which is just freaking amazing to me. Are we on board with the self-driving cars? Are you guys excited about them? See, some of you, I think it breaks down by age, maybe. We're suspicious of them. A lot of people are. It's controversial. They keep crashing. My cousin saw one of the Waymo, the Google cars in San Jose, and she said, I'll never buy a self-driving car. I do not trust intelligent machines. Well, let me clarify. She didn't actually say it. She tweeted it from her iPhone <laughs> while driving. This is my same cousin who wants to get in the comedy business and asked if she could write material for me. I was like, oh, you already did. That's, I'll take you from here. Because like maybe self-driving cars aren't ready to be on the road, but I think we do need to get them ready, man, because humans should not be driving. We do not have the temperament for it. I'll prove it. What's our favorite movie series about driving? What's Americans, America's favorite movie franchise about driving? Fast and Furious. That's human nature, man. No one's watching Too Careful, Too Courteous. <laughs> Just two hours of Vin Diesel giving pedestrians the right of way. That's, that's, not what, that's not what we're into. I was involved in a road rage incident recently. I was just the passenger. The driver's this guy I know has a really bad temper. He is a millennial, by the way. He is a younger guy. And uh, we got cut off in traffic, and he went crazy. He pulls up next to the other car with his window down. They're yelling at each other across the lanes. We had a bag of Skittles sitting between us. He starts taking handfuls of Skittles and just peppering the other car with him, just trying to hit the driver. 
we got pulled over and I knew this was going to end badly because I have a big mouth. And the cop was telling my friend, he was like, I could arrest you right now because what you did back there was technically assault. And I jumped in. I was like, really? Have you checked with the other driver? Because what you're calling assault, he might just call free Skittles. <laughs> my buddy here is just trying to share the rainbow. You're being a candy cock blocker right now. So my friend got arrested and I just feel like he deserved it. I just feel like that's the thing is like, I don't know if I want to give up my car. I like to drive. I enjoy driving. I do it all the time for comedy. I drove across country last month. Have any of you guys done that? It's interesting, man. You end up eating in these truck stops in the middle of nowhere. It's like the only thing that's open late at night. One of these places had a sign in their bathroom door. It said, if this restroom does not meet your expectations, please let us know. Which is brilliant. Because like, what could your expectations be for a truck stop bathroom? If I got gangbanged by a bunch of Hell's Angels, that would totally meet my expectations for a truck stop bathroom. Be lying there going, yeah, that's about right. I don't know. It's interesting, man. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a good place in my life. I would not want to go back to my 20s. I really would not. Like, I wouldn't even want to go back to like three years ago. Like, I'm good right now. And I think, I don't know. I'm trying, I've been thinking of the things that sort of changed my life and got me to a good place. This is kind of a story. We'll see how this goes. I was, have any of you ever been hit with an insult that is so devastating that it makes you reevaluate your entire life? Has that ever happened to you? So about five years ago, my life was a mess. And I had just started doing comedy. And I had my first like really good show. And I ended up hooking up with one of the audience members. She was this like successful real estate agent. She was just slumming for the evening. And we hooked up on my crappy little apartment, in my crappy little apartment, on my air mattress. And uh, the next day when I woke up, she was already gone. And I kind of freaked out because the condom had broken the night before and we just hadn't discussed it. So I texted her and I was like, hey, I just want to verify that you're on, on, on some form of birth control. So that's like, I want to make it clear I don't want to be a father. And she was obviously offended by that. She wrote back, don't worry, dude. The only thing we have in common is that neither of us wants you to reproduce. <laughs> I was like, damn, that is fair. <laughs> well played. Like, there's no comeback for that, man. I just wrote back like, well, now I kind of do want to have a baby with you. But that changed my life, man. That was an insult that changed my life. I was like, I got to get into a, I got a, I got a house. I got into a relationship. Uh, things have been going very well. Thank you. Uh, it is. It's going well. The one thing that's weird in my relationship, my girlfriend is black. And this is a very strange time to be in an interracial relationship. I live in Santa Cruz, California, super progressive town. Everyone there has been very cool about it. But like sometimes they're weirdly too cool about it. Like at least once a week, some stranger will come up to us and be like, hey guys, I just want to let you know, I really appreciate what you have here, you know? Like, I feel like an interracial relationship makes a strong statement against racism and bigotry. And I'm always like, really? I mean, my girlfriend is black, but we could still hate Asians. Maybe that's what attracts us to each other in the first place. Maybe that, maybe that was our e-harmony match. You don't know. You can't jump to conclusions. Technology, man, that's what you guys have that we didn't have. We didn't have uh, TV on demand. We didn't have Netflix. I love Netflix. I'm addicted to the Netflix now. I am starting to get offended by Netflix suggestions. Because Netflix and Hulu, like, they're always suggesting content they think you'll like based on the kind of person they think you are. And I'm always offended by it. I'm like, really, Netflix? I seem like a Gossip Girl kind of guy. Like, is that who I am? <laughs> I was like, fine. I tried watching Gossip Girl. I could barely get through the first five seasons. 
Touche, Netflix. I always want to watch cartoons on Netflix, but I feel weird about it because I don't have kids. Do any of you, this is young people, any of you guys have kids? Anyone in here? A couple of you have kids. See, I actually envy you if you have kids because you have an excuse to watch Disney movies. If I'm around a child, I'm just like, sweet, I can sing along to Frozen without looking like a freak. This is awesome. Because I love Disney movies, but if you're an adult man singing Let It Go, like there's either a child in the room or you're not legally allowed to be in a room with a child. Those are the options. I don't make the rules, you guys. I don't know. I've been, I mentioned I live with my girlfriend. We're at that point, I don't know. We moved in together. I, I like living together. I think the one thing, I'm like not good at sharing my stuff. Like I never learned how to share. I was an only child. Yesterday my girlfriend was like, did you seriously write your name on this yogurt in our refrigerator? And I was like, did you seriously just eat the yogurt with my name on it? And now we know why I have to do that. Live together for long enough, you start getting to the point where you feel like you need to spice up your sex life. It's always a bad idea. We made a sex tape. Did not go well. Turns out it's very challenging to make a quality, hardcore, pornographic home movie if you own a cat. <laughs> cat has no respect for the cinematic process. Video was 45 minutes of my cat sitting directly in front of the camera and licking her own ass. That was our, that was our video. I uh, Google man, it, just the technology. So the the other thing about Google, I got to get out of here. But Google makes me uncomfortable because I just I feel like Google is judging me because I type bizarre shit into search engines, just crazy things. But it's not always my fault that I do that. I'll give you an example. I was talking to my friend the other day. He told me a story about a girl who performed oral sex on a guy and then developed a green ring around her mouth, like mold. So she went to the doctor. The doctor said she must have had intimate contact with someone who had sex with a corpse. That was the story that my friend told to me. And I was like, that's nonsense. That's an urban legend. There's no way that happened. And he was like, no, dude, this is totally true. Look it up. And as I'm typing in the search engine, green ring fungus blowjob necrophilia, thinking like this is not helping my case with the Google people <laughs> at all. We just need a button next to the search button that just says I'm asking this for a friend. That's what we need. All right you guys, thanks a lot. That was fun. When everything is wrong, we'll come talk to you. Keep it going for Shane Rogers, guys. Come on. Yes. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you, technology is a trip, man. But we had Google. We had Google back then when I was young. We called it a library, folks. That's what we did. And, and the dating, I'm afraid if I took any millennials back at a time machine to 1985, you went back. Sir, if you went back to meet this beautiful girl in 1985, I'm afraid instead of going up to ask her for a dance, you would swipe her to the right. <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's the problem. It's a personal touch. It's a personal touch. Your next comedian, uh, another millennial for you. Keep it going for Joe Messina, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I, uh, I, lo I love how much we get blamed for stuff that, like, <clears throat> do you know how many, like, the oldest millennial is, like, 33. We haven't been around long enough to actually fuck anything up. <laughs> I don't know what anyone's talking about. Like, ah, these millennials. I'm like, I just got out of college. What do you want me to do? Jesus. <laughs> 
half of the the stuff that that they get annoyed at millennials about is is stuff that older people came up with right we didn't give ourselves participation trophies right <laughs> Oh man. Well, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't I don't have a big problem with uh Gen Xers. That's not the clash I usually get into. It's more the baby boomers, right? Can we all let's all come together and just say fuck the baby boomers. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the baby boomers and olders just need to die. <clears throat> I'm just sick of being told I'm stupid by the generation that elected Reagan twice, you know, <laughs> and is going to elect Trump twice. <clears throat> <laughs> that, that was just sad. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I work. I uh, I worked at a polling place on election day during the primaries, and uh, this was the day that I lost faith in all of it. Um, this was, there were there were all these all these like not even baby but were like just fucking old. They they were just coming up in like walkers and they're just sick and old and like shitty like meh. like someone's like helping them in and they're and they're like you you your generation wants all the free stuff. That's why I'm voting for Trump. I'm like what the fuck are you like you're on Medicaid or you're on Medicare like what are you fucking. I'm literally paying for you to stay alive another day to sit around and complain about me. <laughs> These people. Oh my God. You young kids want socialism. We never needed any socialism. We pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps and we went to a publicly funded college. <laughs> Got the GI Bill. <laughs> Got Medicare and Social Security. We didn't need any socialism, <laughs> you lazy fucks. That was the day I decided we need a we need a, a uh, not just a, um, uh, a minimum voting age. We need a maximum voting age. I think 62, you're done. Fuck you. That's <laughs> you're retired. You don't have kids in school anymore. Get get out. You don't. <laughs> you're not paying taxes. Oh my god. I can do without the the condescension, man. You know, like I don't know, like yeah, millennials are different. We're we're still like human beings who are like aware of shit. You know, I'm sick of of, of uh, older people saying stuff to me like, oh, "Do you do you even know what a record player is?" Sorry, I said record player. I didn't know if you knew, even knew what that was. I'm like, yeah, I know what a re I have one. You fucking asshole. <laughs> like, I know what a, a horse drawn carriage is too. It doesn't have to be like <laughs> I've read books. But they uh, they gave us Trump, so that was cool. We got the outsider president everyone wanted. <laughs> Hope you're happy. Um, it's great. Every, everyone says they want an outsider for president, right? I want an outsider, not a politician. It's the only job where it's really tempting to hire someone who doesn't know how to do it, right? <laughs> American public's like the crazy boss in a movie that like hires the protagonist against his better judgment, you know? You showed up late, you're underdressed, you insulted my wife, but I like your style. Be here first thing Monday morning. Then they never ask what time, right? Seven, eight, what's first thing. You know, in movies when they do that. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, my generation, we, we like to think we're so much more progressive than everyone who came before us. And I think we are, but 
I'm sure there's stuff I'm prejudiced about now that I don't even realize, right? And in 20 years, my kid's going to be like, what do you mean you didn't go to the same schools as dolphins? <laughs> Come on. We just didn't grow up in the same communities as those animals. <laughs> what do you mean those animals? <laughs> so backwards, dad. His friends can be like, ee, ee. I'm like, I know, Peter, it's bullshit. I don't know what to tell you. That's... Peter's a dolphin. That's... I don't know if you got that. That's... <laughs> My kid's going to have playdates with dolphins. I'm going to have to learn to accept it. You know? Sit and talk to his dolphin parents in the kitchen. So, what do you do? Oh, beach ball. That sounds fun. Uh, uh, I saw blackfish. I don't know what else to tell you guys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of um, the older people do a lot of this stuff that they're they're yelling at us about this the participation trophies, the uh, the vaccine thing. That's older people, right? That's these fucking like baby boomers and Gen Xers. Like, I'm not gonna vaccinate my kids. I'm not gonna vaccinate them. I don't trust the government. With the t things with the shots, I don't trust him. <laughs> like, I I don't get the 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 vaccine thing. If it, even if vaccines cause autism, sometimes I think the eradication of smallpox <laughs> is worth the price of a few kids who are really good with maps. You know what I mean? That's, I don't know if that's just me, but. Uh, yeah, you know, we're curing all these diseases, but every now and then there's a really friendly kid who could do calculus in his head, so this has got to stop. Oh, no. We cannot have that. Just let him draw trains all day. He's not hurting anyone. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, you were talking about the self-driving cars and uh, how people, people are afraid of self-driving cars because they, they keep crashing. L not like other drivers. <laughs> We wouldn't want cars to start crashing all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, no, I had the same thought you did that like, uh, isn't it, it's got to be better, right? It's got to be better than what we're doing. <laughs> People driving cars is, is a disaster. No one should have ever let that happen. I was reading that uh, one of the problems with self-driving cars is actually that they're too good. Like, they, like a self-driving car will come to a stop sign, a four-way stop, and it will come to a complete stop. And it won't go because it's waiting for the other drivers to come to a complete stop, which they don't because they're humans. <laughs> so the self-driving car never goes. <laughs> and the article was like, so uh, we might need to make them a little worse. I'm like, no, get the humans off the road, you fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, what else? What else, guys? What else do I hate about old people? You fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, um, you see, yeah, music is not something I clash with old people because I like old music. Um, I don't. I don't have a problem with with like today's music or anything. I just think that like uh, I love rock, and I just don't. I, I don't think music today like rocks in the same way, even if it's good. It's like, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, 
uh, Kings of Leon is a modern band that like, you know, they're popular, they're fine, but like, you know, they're supposed to be a rock band. And I'm like, guys, you're like lulling me to sleep here. I, I, I like uh, bands that fucking rock. Now, Kings of Leon, they, they had a show uh, like a few years ago. They, they, it was an outdoor show. They were playing and they're three songs into the show and a bird flies over the stage and poops in the bass player's mouth. Okay. This is a true story. Look it up. Um, <laughs> three songs in the show. They're outside. Bird flies over, poops in his mouth. They canceled the whole show because, because one bird pooped in one guy's mouth. Okay. <laughs> this wasn't like a firestorm of poop. Like, it wasn't like an Alfred Hitchcock situation. Like the birds hate Kings of Leon. They're like Slayer. Like no, it was it was just uh, one bird, and they canceled the whole show. I saw Aerosmith a few years ago. Okay, they're like 170 years old, and they're 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 playing a show. And Steven Tyler still does all his moves and you know hits all those notes and stuff, which is amazing. And uh, here I'm getting the mic stand because he always does this thing with the stand where. Uh, he he's got to pick up the whole thing because like <laughs> can't just like grab a mic and sing because everyone does that. He like grabs the whole thing. He like swings it around. Um, it's awesome. But uh, so Steven Tyler, you know, a million years old, he's still swinging mics around. And uh, at one point in this show, he swings it and hits Joe Perry, the guitarist, in the head with the mic stand. And uh, now Joe Perry's bleeding from the head. Okay, uh, Joe Perry, ninety-seven years old. This man. Goes backstage, patches up his head, and comes back out to finish the show. Like a fucking professional. <laughs> the bass player from Kings of Leon totally could have washed the poop out of his mouth in the same amount of time. Right? <laughs> so Joe Perry comes back out. Steven Tyler goes up to the mic. He says, hey, Joe Perry, come on back out, baby. I'm sorry about that. He calls him baby. He calls everyone baby. Uh, he said to the audience, um, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Shit happens. And if you don't believe shit happens... Dream On. And then they started playing Dream On. They used an elderly man's head injury as a transition into the next tune. That's fucking rock band. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Keep it going right there. Yes. All right. We got one more comedian. We don't save the best for last, but we save the last for last. You guys will enjoy this just as much. Another millennial for you guys. Keep it going for Ray Zwadney, everybody. Yes! All right. Thank you very much, man. Hey, big round of applause for everybody you've seen already, man. A lot of fucking funny people here. I, I, I don't really have any issues with Gen Xers because I just found out really what that all was when I got here. I didn't, I didn't really know that I was a millennial either, but I, I guess I fit the description, right? Like, I'm, I'm lazy as hell, I'm poor, and I have, like, a fucking $100,000 degree. Like, like, the, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm broke, and I, I know a lot of us, like, most of us in the room are comics. We're broke, but I'm, like, Pittsburgh broke, you know? Like, like I, I fucking like would definitely be one of these dudes just taking earth naps on the sidewalk at 3 p.m. because I couldn't, I couldn't afford to live out here, you know? Like, like the guys laying on the ground are wearing fucking more expensive jeans than my rent in Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh my God. this guy's great. I'm, I'm broke. Like I said, dude, I have, I have a hundred thousand dollar degree in broadcast journalism from West Virginia University. Not because I have a passion for it, but I thought Anchorman was funny when I was 18. I was like, I'm gonna do. 
I can't grow a mustache, so I'm just going to get that guy's job instead. That's, that's, that's what we'll do. I am. I'm in serious loan debt. Is anybody, is anybody dealing with loan debt? Anybody not paying the shit back? <laughs> I got like a bigger response. I'm not paying it back. And they, they call you every single day. Every single day to get your money. Like, like I don't pick up. <laughs> I don't know anybody from Nevada. I'm not answering that phone. Like, try that Wyoming number two, dickhead. We're allowed to block them on these phones now. Now they've started sending text messages to my phone. This is what, this is what my, my loan companies do. I don't know if anybody's got this from a bill collector. They'll text you some shit like this, like, Mr. Zawadney, you're five months behind on your loan. Your balance is like $3,600, and there's many easy ways to pay online. I don't care. I text them back. I'll be like, okay. That <laughs> <sighs> shit doesn't even get rid of them, though. They'll text me back. They'll be like, hey, are you mad at us or something? I'll be like, no, I'm not mad at you. I'll pay you guys on Wednesday, LOL. <laughs> and I say the LOL because I didn't pay Verizon and that phone's probably going to get shut off on Tuesday. <laughs> I, I might have, like, 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 be able to, like, find some type of, like, like good job, but I, I'm just too lazy for anything. Like, I'm lazy as shit. Is that a millennial thing? Are we lazy? <laughs> Mo we, we are lazy. Nobody responded, right? Because there's a lot of millennials in the room. They're like, nah, yeah, motherfucker. What do you think, dude? <laughs> Or everybody ate one of those marshmallow surprises when they came in. They're just, <laughs> rigor mortis is setting in because we've only been up here, you know? <laughs> I am, I, 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 honestly, man, I, this, this town, like I've, I've like, like I said, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm from the East Coast. Like, it's not just cool to smoke weed outside on the East Coast. Like, like yesterday, like everybody's just like lighting up, lighting up a joint outside. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. You know, like I'm like looking around and shit for cop, making sure the coast is clear. I'm like, hey, is it cool to be doing this out here? And one of my buddies like, we're smoking a joint. That guy's masturbating, smoking a crack pipe. I think we're okay. I'm like, all right. There's a lot, there's a lot, a lot freer over here, man. I, I dig that shit. But I, but I don't know I don't know if I can afford to live out here because of how lazy I am. Like I love like that's all I like to do is lay around and sleep. Like that's my like anybody ever fantasize about being in a coma? <laughs> right? I used to get jealous when I hear somebody's in a coma. One of my buddies would be like, Hey, did you hear about uh, Dave's dad? He's in a coma. I'm like, must be nice. I gotta work at 7 a.m. tomorrow. It's that lazy bastard just gonna be laying around all morning. All right, listening to Price Is Right, huh? Oof. I know that sounds so terrible, right? That, like that's how lazy I am. But in my in my opinion, like that's me getting to do my favorite thing on the face of this earth for like a long period of time, which is just lay there, not move and sleep, and not have to do my least favorite shit, which is literally everything else. You know, <laughs> I don't have to stand up to go take a piss; it's just sucked out of me through a catheter. I don't have to hop in my car to go get food at the grocery store; it's just intravenously jammed into this fat body. I don't even, I don't even got to get a shower. Just some super smoking hot nurse in the hospital comes and sponge baths me. I know it's probably a dude, but my eyes are closed and I got a fantastic imagination. <laughs> Man, and if it's like a lucid coma and I can hear everything that's going on. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like paradise? It's like the closest you're ever going to get to being at your own funeral. People just coming up to your bedside talking to you like, oh, Ray, I love you so much. You're such a good kid, my baby boy. Please send us a sign. And I will. I'll like flicker my eyes or something like that, give my family some hope. But I'm definitely, because I'm like, like when, I, when I die, dude, I'm going to... I'm, I'm not going to go out like some type of loser. I'm not going to get buried or cremated like that. I'm going to get stuffed <laughs> and raffled off to a lucky family member at my wake. Just... <laughs> Like a 50-50 raffle, just be this shit in your living room, like. 
having like a party, throw some coats on me. <laughs> Get all shit-faced at the end of the night, send funny Snapchats. I don't care what you do with me, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> so I was talking a, bit, a little bit about that texting. Uh, like, like I, I, think, I think one thing I've noticed about my generation is, is that text messaging is like the new courting process for us. Can you agree with that? Like, like that's how, like, like, like you meet a new person that, that you want to sleep with, and you're texting them all day to try to make them think you're funny, you're charming, you're cool, you know, and then that's how, that's how you get them to like you, right? You were probably texting her at first. You guys aren't siblings, are you? No? Okay. I, I always tell people if they come to a comedy show and they're with their sister or something, don't sit up front, because people are, you know, there's going to be a weird, like, do you guys fuck sometime? And they're like, no, it's my sister, dude, relax. But like, like you're texting all the time and I, I found out like ladies will have this real powerful thing they do to me where they just like stop texting me back and then I got to be that creep sending follow-up text to no response, just having a conversation with myself. You're like, hey, thought we really hit it off at that party the other night. What do you say we get crazy? We hit up a happy hour, you know? She doesn't text you back so you wait like two days and you're like, hey, been pretty busy myself too. Uh, <laughs> I hear, I hear, I hear they got some pretty good drink specials down at uh, down at Finnegan's. What do you say we get crazy? We get, you know, we get hammered. She doesn't text you back, you know. And then you get like real shit face, and you forgot to delete her number like you should have a week later. And you're like, guess happy hours off the table. <laughs> it's either you got a problem with me, or even worse, you don't like reasonably priced drinks and half off appetizers. Either way, go to hell. This will be the lax text you ever get from Ray. <laughs> it's not the last text, no. <laughs> Send her one the next morning and say, hey, sorry about last night when my buddies took my phone at the bar. <laughs> and then when that doesn't work, you send her a picture of your dick. <laughs> I think it's so common. I'll, I'll get out of here on this, man. I think it's so funny that like, like that's what we do. That's, that is what we do nowadays is we send pictures of our dick. We have all this technology in the palm of our hands. And the only thing like my friends can think of are like, dude, I'm going to send Karen a picture of my balls in sepia tone. Let's see what she thinks of this. But I was hanging out with a friend of mine the other day. Her and I are at my house. She's on her phone. She's like, oh, my God, the guy that I've been talking to lately just sent me a picture of his dick. I'm like, oh, it's great. It means he likes you. You know, you said you liked him. She goes, no, that's not the issue. The issue was it was small. I'm like, bro, how do you let that happen? You're the one taking the picture. Like, <laughs> I've sent a couple hundred myself. I'm not well endowed. When I'm snapping that picture, best believe it looks like Steven Spielberg directed that shit. <laughs> Got a bunch of strategically placed little army men underneath. My dick just flying above him like a fucking Apache helicopter. Like, Ray, I didn't know your penis was in Vietnam. Like, yeah. Saved a lot of troops over there. <laughs> hey, guys, that's my time, man. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Keep it going for Ray Zwadney, everybody. <laughs> Fuck, I love you guys. Keep it going for yourselves here. Thank you, guys. Man, I have had a blast. Have you guys had a good time this evening? Yeah. Man, let's keep it going for these guys one more time. Shane Rogers, Hunter Donaldson, Joe Messina, and Ray Zwadney. One more time, guys. Again, my name has been Paul Brumbaugh. Check me out here on Mutiny Radio every Sunday from 12 to 2 on the edge of insanity. I want to thank you guys very much. Don't go away. There's plenty more to go. Uh, we got more shows, more comedians, and you guys don't go away. We got the bar open and lots of stuff. Thank you very much for having me. We'll see you next time here at the Mutiny Comedy Fest 2017, folks. Hey, 
about our cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuzal Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to number one station, the Holy Nation. Give it to me every time. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitable. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak killing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship 
as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.supplementalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.supplementalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? 
Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. guys is this thing on cool hello mutiny radio hi darling where's your guy oh is he your guy cool what kind of relationship is it I was very good uh, are you uh, both Americans or you don't look like an American you gave him a green card? Yeah. Cool, very good. It's the way it works, that's how I got mine. Yeah. I married a lesbian, and then I got a green card, and now I'm an American. Yeah. Yep, now I go to immigrants, and I like to call them fucking immigrants, and tell stuff like, boy, I tell you what, and if you don't like it around here, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm an American, I love pickup trucks. And I love freedom, and I love hunting, uh, deer, cougars, peasants. <laughs> this is such a low start. Let me change it to a better one. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome to Mutiny Radio 2017 uh, um, <laughs> uh, Comedy Festival Competition. Good. Uh, to bere qualcosa? Si? But, sure. That was my Italian. Well, uh, if you need a real American man. That's originally not from here, though. I'm not from here. Um, today's subject is so beautiful. Uh, my dear friend uh, Pam has uh, sent me uh, the subject. And uh, on the ad, I sent her a message. I said, on the ad it says, this guy is obsessed with kite surfing and sex. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a really good subject to talk about, I think. But uh, it's a little tough to uh, accept that you're obsessed with sex. I never thought I was. Uh, but I have fantasies. And most of my fantasies have olive oil, like her husband does. <laughs> and uh, some, every ethnicity has their own fantasies, correct? That's Paul Braham. <laughs> he loves drugs, and he has beautiful hair, and he's a really sweet guy. Um, since we uh, are not really uh, interested and in paying attention to what I'm saying, I would like to <laughs> I would like to tell a commercial, <laughs> which actually is not uh, paying our great radio of mutiny. 2017 Comedy Festival, but here's the commercial. Shane Company, now you have a friend in the diamond business. In Cupertino, 
San Mateo, and Walnut Creek. Thank you. I like to walk into a chain company and grab people's nuts. <laughs> Workers' nuts. Grab them. You know, grab the nuts. When they ask me, when they ask me, uh, I'm from Oakland, when they ask me, when I grab, when I grab nuts, when they ask me, I tell them, hey man, I thought I had a friend in the diamond business. <laughs> huh? You like that? It's good? That's a good joke. How you doing, my friend? Welcome. Welcome, please. Come on. Hello. You're the Italian guy? Yes. Cool. Dove in Italia? Va bene. Va bene. Cosa vuol dire a freedom land, America, I ain't a citizen? Si. Si, si. Si, freedom. Then? Then? How do you say I ain't an American? Si, va bene. Sono turco. That's right, I'm Turkish. Yes, uno faccia, uno rasa, uno penis, right? I am Turkish, that's right. Do we have any Turks? Fucking Greeks, what are you? What are you? What are they? There's no, there's no Greeks here? Good. Isn't it a stupid name for a country? <laughs> Fucking Greece. I've been very open about my hate towards Greeks. Everybody knows that about me. When I see a Greek person, this is the sound I make. They're like, what is that? I said, it's the Ottoman horses coming into your home. You know what I mean? Thank you. What was I saying? I saw some birds early in the morning tweeting. And I said to myself, man, fucking technology. Thank you, my friend. That's right. You're brown, right? What kind of brown are you? Uh, half and half. What? And half Greek? My dad's black, my mom's German. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I would like to do a joke for half of you. <laughs> You're more racially superior, half. German. <laughs> it's Trump world, man. That's how we talk now. Um, this is my impression of an aggravated German chicken. What the fuck? <laughs> Thank you. And the same chicken having a religious epiphany. Bukuk. <laughs> Grazie. <laughs> Grazie. Grazie. <laughs> Do you want me to sing an Italian song? <laughs> fuck no, it's America, god damn it. <laughs> Are you guys excited? Sono excitamento. Precipita volissimo volmente, si? Right? Turkey, I'm Turkish, that's right. Americans make fun of my country's name. As if it's a funny bird, right? You have a fucking state called Penisylvania and Virginia. That's right. Yeah, thanks, bro. Whole day, vagina. What kind of fuck? Um, 
obsessed about sex, you know. Uh, why do corporal tunnel workers always talk about their masturbatory habits? That's a sex joke right there. If you find yourself playing rock, paper, and scissors with a friend who's lesbian, you'll know every time. Get it? Scissors, skizore. <laughs> lesbian, like Greeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. They like gay, Greek. These are jokes. English is my second language, and I say some words incorrectly. One morning, giorno, early in the morning, I went to the Oakland City Harbor. People could be prejudiced, they say some words wrong, you know, they could be prejudiced. And I woke up and I went to the Oakland City Harbor to get on the early morning faggot to San Francisco. And a guy said, it's called a ferry, sir. Why would you not laugh at that? <laughs> that is such a fucking great joke. <laughs> Grazie. Grazie. Va bene. Sposato, eh? Va, green card. Huh? Green card, americano, eh? Donald Trump. Yeah, Muslim ban, I guess. Uh, everybody else you're about to see is a lot better <laughs> and uh, this person is, uh, I'm going to do the generic that everybody does, I never met her, but it's a good friend of mine. <laughs> we used to date, and uh, she's the first, uh, first, uh, it's very hard to be the first comic of the night, and it's very hard to be a female, you know, it's, it's just not easy to be female, <laughs> because us men, you know, horse, cat, dog, we're higher in the food chain, it's tough. Uh, that's the shittiest introduction, sorry. <laughs> please, keep, uh, please keep it going for my dear friend, uh, mi caro uh, compadre, Tanya Nask, uh, Tanya Nask, Nask, forget an American name. Keep it going for Tanya. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, mutiny. Hey everyone, my name is Tanya Nascimento. I'm from Austin, Texas. Um, I like doing it! Can I get a round of applause from everyone in here who also likes doing it? Hell yeah! That's, that's, that's all me. I love the P in the V. Or the V with the V, I'm into it. Let's do it right now. Orgy, let's go. All right. Um, <laughs> that's enough of that. Um, I recently went to church uh, for the first time in so many years. So many years. Um, and that was a really cool way to learn that I can do 127 kegels in an hour. I like to drink. Yeah, um, I use this form of birth control called the NuvaRing. Clap if you know what that is. Yay. Cool. 
like one person no no everyone in here knows what it is i'm gonna explain it to you anyways because i don't know how to tell that joke without explaining it to people <laughs> um so the nuva ring is this little tiny plastic ring and you put it in your vagina and it stops you from having babies and then you get to like forget about it for three weeks sometimes four sometimes five um but it's really great because i'll be having sex with a new guy and he'll be like what's that and then i get to be like surprise i'm made of plastic i'm actually a sexy mannequin you had no idea um i what else are my jokes about sex sex is really cool sex is so cool um my younger brother says that you're not fully an adult until you grab napkins before you sit down to eat for dinner like if you're at like mcdonald's or what have you so i took that logic and i ran with it and i was like if i want to find a mature guy i gotta find the guy who's gonna grab a hand towel before he comes in my face (laughs) just kidding my stomach that's where people come that's where it goes (laughs) where it belongs i'm really tired of guys using me for sex all the time because uh, i feel like there's so many other things that guys could use me for like for instance if they ever needed a getaway car driver used to deliver pizzas not that great of a driver um or like if you wanted someone to run with you because you wanted to feel really fast when you run <laughs> And uh, if you want someone to buy you beer because you're underage, talk to me after the show because I'm still into high school boys. <laughs> Anyone underage. <laughs> um, I don't get why guys will text you pictures of their dicks. So I think someone was talking about this in the last show. Like, I don't get it because my phone screen is literally four inches long. That's as big as your dick is ever going to look on my phone. What happened to the good old days when guys would just flash you their dicks on the bus? That's the, that's the, the good old days that Trump is talking about, right? Um, fun, 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 fun. These are like good segues. I'm gonna start doing this from now on. <laughs> uh, I think um, Facebook is really cool and Instagram and stuff like that because it used to be this huge trend for people to show you pictures of their kids and then it became a huge trend for people to show you pictures of their food and I was just like, finally, something new to masturbate to. If you laughed at the joke, you're a terrible person, and Olivia Benson is waiting for you outside right now. SVU, anyone? Anyone at all? No? Okay. I've seen every episode of SVU, by the way. Just a fun fact for y'all. I've seen every episode of Law & Order SVU. So if you want to talk to me after the show about something and you're not underage, that would, I guess, be like a good starting point. (laughs) Um, I used to work at Planned Parenthood. Thank you, thank you. You see, we're going to Planned Parenthood. Um, it was really cool. I got to learn a lot about um, sex and how to have safe sex and all that. Um, like, did you all know that 90% of people have herpes? Yay. 
<laughs> That's something I used to tell people who had herpes to make them feel better about the fact that they had herpes. But if you think about that statistic, everyone in this room has herpes. And then, like, two of you live in your parents' basements. Um, what else? I would love working at Planned Parenthood. I would explain to people, like, how to have safe sex. So, for instance, I would be talking to someone, and I would be like, you know, you always want to wear a condom, in my most professional language, especially if you're going to do it in the butt, because if not, there might be some tearing. Um, and you want to use lube because of the tearing. That's The lube is for the tearing. The condom is just to protect you against STDs. Um, and then my boyfriend always turns to me and is like, Tanya, I'm not even turned on anymore. <laughs> um, working there was really cool. I got to learn a lot about abortions. Um, it's specifically in Texas. So Texas, I don't know if it's, it's probably not like this here. I feel like here it's like a one and done kind of thing. But in Texas, you have to go for two visits. So the first day you go and you talk to a counselor and they talk to you about like, I don't know, your decision. I don't know. I didn't have anything to do with that. But you do that and then the second day you come back and you get the procedure done. And I think it's really dumb because like when I got my wisdom teeth removed, I didn't go to my dentist and my dentist like showed me a picture of my teeth slid it across the desk, you know. It's like, Tanya, I really want you to think about this because those teeth could go to college one day. Those teeth could be business wisdom teeth. And like also when I had my abortion, I feel like the drugs that they gave me at the abortion clinic were way better than the ones that the guy who knocked me up gave me. Yeah. Um, how am I doing on time? Perfect, perfect. All right. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with this story. Um, it's a really cool story. But before I do that, um, can I just have a round of applause for Mutiny Radio and for Pam and the tech booth who like put this whole thing together and is an amazing human being? All right. Um, so this is my last story. Um, when I was 22, I got in this really bad car wreck. And this car came out of nowhere and T-boned us. And um, in the aftermath of the car wreck, my friend and I, it was like my birthday, so we had like a little bit of pot on us, we were a little drunk, and we had a bull on us. And so we're like wondering what to do because the cops have to come, we know that's gonna happen. And so my friend Cameron in the backseat, great guy, eats the pot. And my friend Kelsey turns to me, and she's like, Tanya, you're always saying that if we got in trouble with the cops, you would hide whatever we have in your secret spot. And I was like, fuck, I am always saying that. <laughs> um, and so the cops come, the ambulance comes, they take us to the hospital. Um, and while I'm in the hospital, I have to get all these tests done. Um, and one of the tests that I have to do is a CAT scan. So I'm like laying on this stretcher, I've been tied to it for hours. I'm about to go in a CAT scan machine. And a medical assistant comes up to me and she asks me if I have any metal piercings. And so I have to say no, but I have a metal bowl in my vagina. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> so she thinks about it for a minute and she's like, yeah, that should be fine. <laughs> and she sends me on through, so hopefully I don't have cancer, y'all. Um, what's funny about that story is that 
I did this podcast in Houston once and they asked me, I, I had to do like, um, it's called the Kill Tony podcast and you have to do like all these jokes in a minute. And I did three jokes in a row where just stuff was in my vagina. And Morgan Murphy pointed it out to me. <laughs> well, anyways, I've been Tanya. Thanks. Keep it. Uh, keep it going for not Nadia. <laughs> keep it going for Tanya Nalcimento. Yes. Isn't she amazing? Italian sounding name, huh? Va bene. She told about the ball in her vagina. Isn't it amazing you have a ball, which is a testicle? What do you mean? A ball. Testicale in her... Testicale in the vagigi. Grazie. Thank you. This next guy shares the same of our president's son name and profession. He likes to hunt and his name is... Oh, his last name also is our president. It's really cool. The hunter, which hunting... Hold on. Stay. Piano, piano. Hunter Donald Hassan. Woo! Here we go. All right, all right. So uh, I am uh, very obsessed with sex. Um, yeah. Um, just got checked for STDs, in fact. That's how obsessed I am. Um, you guys should, I, I like to say this, uh, you guys should all get checked for STDs. Sometimes I like to make this personal, like you should get checked <laughs> for STDs. Like I'm like the ghost of Christmas herpes or something. Um, I was getting checked for SCDs. I was talking to a lady on the phone and she was like, please try to not ejaculate two hours before the test. And I was like, ooh, I'll try. I will give that a shot, lady. I get there to the test. The nurse is like, Hunter, it's really simple. We're going to do a urine test. And we're going to do a blood test. And I was like, man, that is so perfect. Because I piss blood. <laughs> she was like, we don't even need to do the test. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like you're flirting with me a little bit. Doesn't even just skip in the test. She was like, yeah, that's chlamydia. I was excited because she was like, man, when, I felt like at the end of it, she was like, man, when he takes care of that chlamydia, I'm going to give him a call. That's <laughs> good. That's a good place to be. Um, I just recently found out about this uh, thing that's been going on. Um, has anyone here ever uh, had a fake orgasm? Any fakers in here? Anybody? Fake ass? Fucking, be proud of your fucking fake assers. Out here, proud of being fake. Uh, I just learned about this concept. Uh, I don't really know what that says about me. Um, but I did just find out about it. And I got to tell you, ever since I found out about fake orgasms, I've been really suspicious of people in my life. Like, I made my girlfriend come the other day. 
And I was just like, oh, bullshit. <laughs> Not buying that, lady. You try a little bit harder next time. Maybe, maybe I'll buy it. But uh, so I've been actually getting back at all the women in my life. What I've been doing is I've been faking 100% of my orgasms. They're all fake now, um, which as a man actually is a lot harder to do because there is a lack of evidence that you have to cover up. So what I do, I just uh, say the word messy a lot. Um, we'll just finish. I'll run into the bathroom and I'll be like, oh, babe, it's real messy in here, you know? I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't come in here, man. This is a super messy one this time. This is real messy. I'm just like in there playing Game Boy. You know, super messy, babe. I'd stay out. So, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, hope she minds her beeswax about that. I got uh, rejected by this lady one time. I asked her if she wanted to get coffee, and she was just like, No! Then she was like, do you want to know why? And I was like, ooh, always love a reason. And she was like, you know, the thing is, Hunter, uh, I only date like bigger dudes. And my self-esteem was so low in that moment that I was just like, I'll get bigger. <laughs> can try, can give it a shot. Uh, she doesn't know um, this, what she missed out on. Um, but because uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I should, uh, I should put this forward. I should let you know. Um, I am actually a deviant, soft, sensual sex master. <laughs> Not a lot of people know. I've got a lot of great moves, you know, like... Uh, <sighs> I just feel like, uh, I don't know, it just feels like you're not really like connecting with me like like the way that I really like, you know, like I kind of like a lot of eye contact and it feels like like you're not really looking at me and um, I just kind of need, you know, someone to really like be present with me um, like in the moment and it, do, it just feels like, you know, like you're somewhere else and like I really just need you to be here right now in this room with me. So yeah, I'm like a fuck God. Um, really got a lot of cool moves, guys. Um, the thing is, I, uh, I know all the positions. 
missionary, and the other one? <laughs> I like to call the other one girl missionary. Because girls can be missionaries too, guys. It's not just a boys club. We can all spread the good news. I've uh, been every sexual orientation. Tried them all. Seriously. Gay, straight, cis, racist, uh, polyamorous, polygamist, uh, cat person. Dog person, uh, horse girl. Um, and guys, I even do uh, ghost stuff. A lot of people don't know what ghost stuff is. Ghost stuff is like when you just go to a haunted house and uh, you sit in the dark, and if you get turned on, well, how else would you explain that shit? It's just like a horny ghost vibe here. Uh, just check our meters. There's just like a kind of cloud of horniness. just kind of floating around the house, making everything all horny. Uh, my favorite actual um, type of sex is uh, scissoring. Um, because it's the only non-patriarchal form of sex. Like, when, when two people are scissoring, there's no, like, big scissor, little scissor bullshit. When you scissor, you do it as equals. All right, well, good night. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Keep it going for Donald. Sorry, Donaldson Hunter. Hunter, Hunter Donaldson told a lot of great jokes. My favorite joke of him involves as he was doing the gay with the Nazi salute like that. Fits your Donald Donaldson, huh? Oh. I'm glad you get it. Good job. Thank you. This next comic you're about to see at the Mutiny uh, Mutiny Radio, Comedy Festival. E Mutiny Radio Festivale Comedia 21 2017. Fuck, fuck you. Uh, Jay, we also has a very non-American sounding last name which is awkward <laughs> keep it going for James Barella <laughs> Woo! thanks mutiny radio studio I am very disturbed by this new anti-smoking campaign called cigarettes are bullies Cigarettes are bullies. So now I guess if there's a thing that you want to do really, really bad, then that thing is bullying you. It's disturbing to find out that you've been getting bullied by cocaine pussy and mashed potatoes for fucking years. 
This is the sex show. It's a very sexy show. I'm going to get you all very horned up. It's just going to be nothing. It's going to be red dicks and flood zones all through this place. You're going to take her home and bang her out like Scooby used to bang out Shaggy. Just make her say zoinks for me once. Just please. <laughs> That's all we're looking for. Zoinks! We're, I know, we're all just looking for some metal chick to doll us up in eye makeup and throat fuck us with a strap on. I know what we're all looking for. That's what we're looking for. Accessories, you know? Like, have you guys heard of the Vajankle? Have you seen this? The Vajankle? You can get this in stores. It's like a, a big uh, rubber foot with a hole in the stub that you can fuck is what it is. It's called the Vajankle. Yeah, some people are in the feet. I get it. People are into different things. People in the feet. I like to pull hair. So I ordered the Hobbit model of the Vajankle so I could do both. <laughs> I don't know. I'm into weird shit. I'm into weird shit. My... My penis is just like a big dumb animal that only Temple Grandin can understand, really. I look at porn so terrible I have to use burner laptops. It's just, it's that bad. <laughs> but really, I just have an unadulterated love for vagina. In every way, shape, and form, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you got Vietnam bush or scorched earth. I don't care if your labia is like mum's the word or lopsided bat wings hanging down. It's all beautiful to me. The only thing I like more than vagina is uh, just more vagina. More. And I, and I don't mean like additional vaginas or banging it out a lot. I mean like the pussy I have in front of me, I want there to be more of it. I want as much hair as I can get. I want an array of tantalizing smells. I want... I want labia that I can use as a slingshot for my used condom after sex. You know what I mean? Just fire it across the room. I like a lippy twat is what I'm saying. That's what I like. <laughs> like my fantasy vagina would be like, uh, you know, I'd be having sex and I'd get lost in the moment and I would glance down and with all that fur, funk, and extra meat, I'd think for just a second, am I face fucking an orangutan? <laughs> Oh, no. It's just Deandra and her amazing, perfect pussy. Thank God. This is beautiful. Yeah, I love pussy on its best day and uh, during its worst week. Yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta get into that, man. It's never bothered me. It's never bothered me. Like, uh, the first serious girlfriend I ever had, like, uh, I had a lot of questions about her period. Like, I didn't know anything about it. I was like, what's up with the cramps? Does it hurt when you bleed? What about the cramps? What can we do about the cramps? What can I do about the cramps? And I guess because I asked so many questions, one day we were hanging out, and she got up and left the room, and she comes back in my bedroom, pantsless, with a string hanging down between her leg, and she held out an applicator and was like, I know you want to change this out. <laughs> what the? Actually, I do. Yeah, I said I would. <laughs> She knew me better than I knew myself, all right? I'm one of the only guys in existence that has changed out a tampon out of pure vaginal curiosity. So no, it's never scared me, guys. Just invest in a black towel and, you know, fuck the cramps away. That's all it is. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think I'm what's called a uh, uh, ch chubby chaser because uh, I jerk off a lot. Like a lot. 
Yeah, you got to, man. It's like uh, dating is weird. Dating is crazy. Dating is like uh, you're a schizophrenic wrote you out a bucket list, but you don't know you're participating in it. It's really weird. <laughs> like, I went on this date once uh, with this. Well, first of all, this, like this total package, this, this shaved McDonald's land grimace up here, this, all this gets, it gets weird pussy is what it gets. <laughs> I went on a date with a girl who got into a howling contest with a homeless man. All right? I really felt invisible in that threesome, but, you know, it's rough out there. There was this other girl I was dating for a while, and, uh, you know, a few months down the road, I hit her up for another date, and she's like, sure, uh, but this time when you come to pick me up, uh, drive past my place, and, you know, that bridge, go over that bridge, and then uh, I'll be standing right there. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is, is I was dating this girl, and sometime between date four and five, uh, she moved under a fucking bridge. <laughs> so now I know what it's like to fuck under a bridge. <laughs> I didn't have to answer any riddles or nothing. <laughs> Just got my wish. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, Eating a newly homeless girl's ass uh, <laughs> underneath morning commute traffic in the light of early dawn while she's smoking a cigarette. That's something I can check off my schizophrenic bucket list. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I, uh, my friends, my friends, they don't, they don't understand my proclivities a lot. They don't, they don't get it. Like, I'm into like short-haired girls and like some of my friends would be like, oh, really? She's got short hair. You and the girls with short hair? Really? You can see more girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, really, James? She's got hairy armpits. You're into girls with hairy armpits? Yeah, I'm way into girls with hairy armpits. First of all, you could be having sex and have your face buried in her muff simultaneously. And plus, I'm into like fierce, powerful eyebrows and hairy armpits. Those are just fierce, powerful eyebrows for the titties, you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh, James, like, uh, really? You like the, the rough scratch of leg hair on your neck while you're banging it out? Yeah, I don't know. I think my gender might be caveman. I don't know. <laughs> Like, when I'm having sex with somebody, I want to feel like I just dragged them out of the bushes into the nest of some smelly animal just cracking the bones of prey underneath their ass while I'm banging it out. <laughs> My favorite position is hunter-gatherer. <laughs> How am I doing on time? Bam! One more minute. Let's see. I'll fire off some quick one-liners for you guys. Uh... I'm pretty sure that my penis uh, is becoming a vampire because it no longer shows up in mirrors. <laughs> uh, I'm into conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm a lot like my favorite conspiracy theory is the chapstick conspiracy conspiracy theory. Have you guys heard this one? Chapstick? Yeah, it's got like little fibers of of like fiberglass in it. So like it's actually ripping up your lips every time you use it. And that's why you get addicted to it and you have to use it. So I, yeah, I use chapstick exclusively to masturbate with. <laughs> and that's what I tell the girls all those little rough red bumps are is the chapstick. Uh.
Hey, look, if you made it out of your 20s without an STD, you failed your 20s. All right? I'm just saying that. Thanks a lot, guys. What an amazing set from James Barella. James has sexually transmitted diseases. He's probably also one out of 10 any, uh, anything. You could be like one out of 10 people are gay. You could be gay. You know what I mean? One, two, three, hop, you're gay. You know what I mean? Or the other way, hop, 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 it's you. It's great. And also, uh, you know, one out of four people are, oh, hey man, here's my dear friend. Would you like to tell us your name? He's a legend. Yeah, that's a Greek name. <laughs> I love him, but you know, that name, I don't, I'd, I'd like to say one thing. It's going to be a comeback, ready? 1453, no more fucking Constantinople, if you know what I mean, Zorba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep it going for the great Ottoman Empire. Not Roman Empire, or the American Empire. Yes, va bene. This next comic is a very, very good friend of mine. We, he uh, He's a great, great guy, he's very handsome. Where are you? Oh, he's very handsome. Uh, there's a plus in his name. Is that a plus or a cross? Uh, well, he's a Christian. <laughs> his, his name is Martin Ledais. Right? Is that? Keep it going for Martin. Please keep it going. Thank you. <laughs> That's almost right. It's the best than anyone to really get it. I think. Well, now I have to follow James. I feel he should have closed it out with that. That was awesome. Now I'm going to bring it down and be all cute with sex and shit. I've been trying to write more sex jokes. Uh, not because we need more of them, because we don't. And not because I particularly want to, but because someone told me I couldn't. <laughs> and uh, that's how I make most of my life choices by being told I can't, and then I do. Um, and it, it kind of pissed me off because he said I couldn't write sex jokes because I've been married for too long. And uh, I, I don't know. Yes, because I'm married, I can't write about sex. I don't know enough about sex to write it anymore all of a sudden. Yes, because I've had sex with the same woman for a while. You know, that it pissed me off really bad. So I sat down, and it turns out he's right. I cannot write sex jokes, uh, but not for the reasons that he told me I couldn't write sex jokes for. Because he he had his notion that, for example, like he told me, like when you've been when you're married, sex is boring. Sex is not boring when you're married. I don't know if you guys are married. Anyone in here married? You guys? So you can attest to that. Sex is not boring. Sex is sex when you're married is like a porno. It's like a never-ending porno. It is, in that, that it's usually the same three or four scene every time. 
Not necessarily in the same order, but usually in the same order. <laughs> um, and then every once in a while you stumble upon some German crap that leaves you kind of feeling hollow and victimized inside. <laughs> but it does make you appreciate the original script. So I wouldn't go with boring. It's not boring. He also mentioned that if you are married for a long time, you don't have sex very often. Like, I've been married for over a decade, and my wife and I definitely have sex often enough. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like that neighborhood restaurant that, that you forget is there. You know? <laughs> but then when you go there, it's like a nice little treat. <laughs> you know? And you find yourself saying stuff like, Oh, we should come here more often, or, <laughs> or I love you, you know? And, and, and also, when, you know, when you, he said when you, when you are married and, and sex, you know, boring, and you don't have it very often, and it's like when, when you're, when you're not married, when you're single and you go to bars or you go to on Tinder or you, all the apps that your kids are doing these days, <laughs> um, you know, you, you're, you're putting on a show, right? You're acting, you know, you're trying to put your best foot forward, so to speak. You're, you're trying to appeal to that person and it's a little bit of acting. That doesn't go away just because you're married. It's just like now you're a method actor, <laughs> you know, you need time to prepare for that shit. You need to, it's like Robert De Niro. I mean, not Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver, but Robert De Niro in like The Intern or, <laughs> or, or something like that. That's kind of what it's like. So yeah, I, I am a little, bi I'm a little bit older in the <laughs> sex game because I've been married for so long, but uh, there w I'm not invited to any sex capades anymore. You know, threesomes or, well, that's the only one I remember. Um, there's other stuff, but I was once in a time, I was 19 once. And I had a girlfriend who, uh, for some reason, really wanted to be in a threesome with, with me in it. Um, <laughs> and she mentioned uh, our mutual friend, Sarah, who uh, I, I kind of thought she was cute. So I was on board. I was on board. And I was like, okay. So she's scheduled for a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> because Wednesday is my D&D day. <laughs> this Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's funny, the people, the, I don't know what happened to that girlfriend, but the people I used to play D&D with, we still, we still hang out, we still play D&D. We've devised this cool way to, uh, to create a new uh, uh, figure, you know, and it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> does not matter. Uh, threesome. Threesome, yes. So, so Tuesday comes along, and uh, there's a knock on the door. And being a gentleman, I want to go down and open. And I open the door. And there is Sarah's cousin, Steve. <laughs> and I'm, a confu I'm confused. I don't really know what's going on until I see my girlfriend come down the stairs. And she's not at all confused to see Steve there. Because as it turns out, it was Sarah's cousin, Steve, that was going to join us. Oh. Wait, which is fine. I mean, that's, that's fine if that's what you're prepared for. You know, but I felt kind of like someone had walked up to me and say, hey, you just want a million dollars. Oh, no, did I say million dollars? <laughs> I mean, Steve is going to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> so it was a surprise to me a little bit. Um, 
uh, I got uh, an Amber Alert, uh, a text to my phone that turned out to be an Amber Alert. Have you gotten these? Yeah. I, did, I didn't know they did these. It's like about a kid that had disappeared in uh, Pennsylvania somewhere in the playground. And I, and I was thinking to myself, like, is, is that one of those texts I have to pay for? <laughs> or does it go on a plan? I mean, I mean, statistically, 85% of missing kids are taken by someone they know, like some family member. So could we put that on a family plan or like something of that? I, I think it's um, a little weird. Um, I am a procrastinator uh, at heart. Uh, I am a, I'm also a stay-at-home dad, uh, which work well together. Thank you. And uh, I, uh, I remember how excited I was the first time uh, my kids were going off to school because I have a day off to school in preschool. So I was going to have a day for myself. I could do shit, you know, get, do stuff around the house or world's my oyster, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, I was really excited. It was, it was interesting and a little scary how, how fast that excitement turned into eating ice cream in front of daytime television. <laughs> it's a slippery slope in home line. And it's not like I don't try. I have a plan. I have a plan. I'd make a list, drop the kids off, come home. I'm checking my email, which is a rookie mistake. Because inevitably, someone posted, so th th Facebook gives me, okay, you have 18 million events that you didn't sign up for. So then I go and check that, and I, it's true, I didn't sign up for any of those. But a friend of mine posted a funny video, so I go to that link, and then three hours later, I'm still watching YouTube, only now I'm watching some Eastern European lady unboxing shit. I don't know how I got there. But the point is, the point is that it's now 11 o'clock, so only three more hours, so I can't really start anything. And my wife, who does work and is, uh, he, she's, she's, she's very, she's understanding. She was saying, like, instead of doing a list or something, just, just put down a goal for the day. Like, just one goal. And I think that's a good idea. It's just, I think we would have different goals. Like, if she was in my situation, she would have, like, a goal that would benefit people. Like, clean the house or cure AIDS or whatever, you know. So, and she would get there, too. Whereas my goals are a little different. Like, like for example, the other day, my, my goal was, today I'm going to try not to masturbate. <laughs> and I knew the minute I set that goal that I was going to fail miserably. Probably several times. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Martin. You guys have been great. Keep it going for our dear friend, Martin Landhels. And also, if that's okay, please keep it going for, again, all the comics you have seen today, such as <laughs> Tanya Nascimento. Right there, she's a female. She told us about STDs also. Hunter Donald Hassan. James Barella also has STDs, just like her. And our married friend who had a threesome with another man, Martin Lindhaus. And your host, I can't fucking correct that, 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 that guy. 
I would like to finish with no applause, please. Just, all right, thank you. Listen to Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Tastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pam Tastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash con, honey. <laughs> and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! 
22nd Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live, streaming, and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruitFruitHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you were an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. 
This person just ran a red light. How are you gonna work? You wait to do this. I know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me.